Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. I have a poll running on Live 95's Instagram story. Would you travel to a country that has a coronavirus outbreak? Uh, 15% of you say yes, we would. 85% of you say no, we certainly would not. And that poll uh, continues. Um, and in that context, uh, we are delighted to welcome to the studio a good friend of the Limerick Today show from Personal Medical Clinic in Castle Troy, Dr. Beatrice Neufeld. Uh, good morning to you, Beatrice. Good morning, Joe. Lovely doing, to be here. Thank uh, you. And interestingly enough, you found yourself in a potential dilemma about uh, travel when it came to COVID-19 coronavirus yourself. Correct. I was planning to go to an international conference next week, one that's only held every two years. And it's it's a brilliant conference for four days, but has about 1,500, 2,000 delegates from all over the world. And I decided not to go when I heard about the outbreak. In the meanwhile, the conference has been called off. Uh, but I took the decision beforehand. So I, I'm trying to sway the 15 remaining percent to become 100. I would certainly not recommend to travel to a country where there's an outbreak. Because the conference was in Florence in Italy. Yes. And even though Florence is not wasn't at that time part of the risk zone, uh, how, this virus is so extremely contagious if you want, it's the little sister of influenza, but because it's a new virus just come from animal kingdom uh, to the human uh, uh, system, it is extremely contagious and it's uh, trying to find its host. It's trying to find an organ within our body that it can attack. So our immune system totally kicks up against it. And that is part of the reason why it's uh, so dangerous. Mm. So from... A personal health point of view and a more general health point of view, you had decided this conference was not a good idea. Correct. For the responsibility of my patients, because I felt if I go, I don't know, uh, you know, in 1500 delegates from all over the world, there's bound to be one. And uh, the uh, incubation time is so long that I, I felt, well, what do I do as a responsible doctor? Do I take myself into self-quarantine for a fortnight so until I know I'm, I'm not infected? Because it takes so long to be symptomatic. Yeah. Um, so part of the issue here would have been medical professionals gathered together and then going back to various yes. parts of the world because yes. obviously they would, some of them, be on the front line yeah. of dealing with and, and coronavirus. The, and the healthcare professionals are at the front uh, uh, risk because they're dealing with a lot of people, they're in close contact with people and uh, we have seen now in, in Italy and in, in Germany the, actually the doctor who found corona is, uh, died himself so uh, China did a bit of a uh, propaganda by saying it only affects the young, the babies and the sick and the old. That is absolutely not true. It affects everybody throughout the population and uh, about the death rate is much higher than in influenza. So in influenza, everybody who is infected, uh, about one in a thousand dies. Uh, in corona, it's one in a hundred to one in two hundred. So what happens is... Uh, I, I'm very confused by that because mm -hmm. they have been making almost the opposite point for a while. No, 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 that's, that's actually misinformation. It's not true. 
Um, there's very good statistics from Germany, obviously my home country. I've been a bit in touch with some scientists there. And Kinoke, who used to advise the German government for 10 years on epidemics, uh, has done a very good research. And um, Germany had a very bad outbreak of influenza in 2018 to 2019. 20,000 people actually died. But if you do the maths, 10 million were infected. So with Corona, with the facts we have so far, um, out of the people who are infected, about 80,000, almost 3,000 have died. And the problem, now we're talking about the Irish context, Ireland being insular, uh, without cases, we, we have a bit of an advantage, but you certainly can't go about and be not cautious about okay, this. Okay, you know? so uh, what, that's 3 to 4%, is it? Of no, it's about 05 to 1%. 0.5, 1% fatality rate? Yes. In With the coronavirus? Yes. SARS was higher than that, wasn't it? Yeah, but SARS was now uh, in 2003, 17 years ago, and SARS ran itself out, probably mutated. Now the health organization said they fought it, but very likely that virus mutated and never reappeared. Yeah, so and SARS, could something happen similar with COVID-19? Uh, very likely what will happen, it will mutate. And once it mutates, it will be less lethal, a bit like influenza. It will probably be... Uh, you know, reappearing in the wet and cold seasons right. and probably but, the numbers will go down during the summer, I suppose. But Beatrice, when mm. the HSE here um, say that the vast majority of people who are infected by COVID-19 coronavirus will experience only mild symptoms... Yes, so you you have two scenarios. Number one, that is correct. So we have a lot of people, uh, say 50, 60%, who either won't know they have it or have very mild symptoms. That is a population health risk because these people are highly infectious without thinking they are, so they keep going about their normal life. You have about 50% who will be more symptomatic and about 10% will be needing to go to hospital and about 50% will be in a very critical state. Now you can do figures on beds and ICU beds because these people will need ventilation. And uh, we will, if this hits Ireland, we will have very, very sick people. There's no question of a doubt. With already pressure on emergency departments in Limerick and elsewhere, and we're well aware of uh, uh, all of that. But the current advice, as I understand it, is that you should only self-isolate if you are at, risk in the sense of having contact with someone from one of the affected regions or having travelled from an affected region and you are experiencing symptoms that other than that you carry on. But you see it's illogical when you think of an incubation period of 10 to 12 days uh, and you're not symptomatic by by nature of this virus for a long long time uh, you know how you're going to say oh, I, I self-isolate when I get symptomatic so the, my point is uh, without causing a panic or anything, we need to really seriously think of a stamp-out policy. So a stamp-out means if you have a person who who is at risk, who's been to China, who, who you know, as you just mentioned, um, that that person, you know, is very choosy about uh, where to go, uh, keeps a distance, you know, is, is self-vigilant. And this whole quarantine but thing... that isn't the official advice we're getting. But if you relate it to what's going on today in Germany, in Austria and in Italy, we will have that advice in a few days. Right, you, so the advice you, is coming. You okay. wait. Um, yeah. so, so, for example, and this is something that's been happening around the country, you know, people worried about school trips and mm-hmm. the skiing trips and the like to northern Italy coming back 
here? What do you think should happen in that case? Well, if I had a school-going child planning a trip to Italy, I would do what I do myself. I would uh, not send that child. But if kids have gone and are now coming back to schools? Well, you know, what you do is you, you really check out where they have been. And you see, you know, have they been in a... What, what was their activity? Was it within the group or did the group go and meet a whole bunch of Italian kids? You know, if that group was contained, you are probably at a very, very low risk. If they traveled with their teacher, they went on the slope and back and, and had some food, that's probably a very low risk. But if they were, you know, visiting the different villages and going about and embracing people and, and hugging... Um, it's a different story. Okay, we're chatting to Dr. Beatrice Neutfeld from the Personal Medical Clinic in Castle Troy. We'll take a short break. Uh, she makes some very interesting points, I think, this morning. We'll come back to her. Well, Dr. Beatrice Neutfeld from the Personal Medical Clinic in Castle Troy is with us and she's chatting to us about the coronavirus and she was making the point herself. She'd already decided not to go to a medical conference in um, Italy, um, but it, it subsequently has been postponed anyway, I think, until um, December. Um, but Beatrice, one of the things we were saying in the last hour is the mixed messaging mm-hmm. around this certainly is confusing listeners. I have to say, I'm quite confused myself. Yes. I mean, you you are talking about, you know, a, a very cautious approach. Mm-hmm. Frankly, a lot of the official advice so far when it comes to Ireland is not suggesting measures as, as radical as you think might be needed. Yeah, so I think because we're insular, we, we, we haven't seen the full picture. If you see how rapidly this is spreading in Italy, I mean, like lightning. And if you look at countries like Iran, who don't have a health system, or Afghanistan, they don't, they're in war for years, they don't have the money. And if you see the death rate there, so Iran had 61 cases, out of 12 died out of 61. That's the staggering statistics. So I would say to your listeners, just apply common sense. So what, how do you behave around an illness that potentially can kill you? You know, I, I have to say it as drastically as that, because, you know, w- would you go out and expose yourself to it? You know, a bit of common sense, postpone a holiday. This is going to be, the, the corona the will run out. We by have, Beatrice, mm-hmm. is that the world keeps turning, you know, and yes. people still have to live their lives. It sounds from what you're saying as though we may be living with COVID-19 coronavirus across Europe, the world, including probably mm-hmm. in Ireland, mm-hmm. as you say, when we get a confirmed case, if and when that happens. And we're going to have to find a way to of keep course. doing what we do. But, but you know, we, you, this is not for life. This is being sensible in this acute situation in February going into March 2020. Uh, By nature, these viruses love cold, humid weather. So by the summer, the cases will drop drastically. By next winter, if this still exists, this virus will have mutated and will be less lethal than it is now. Will we have a vaccine by then? I think we will have measures in place similar to influenza. You know, uh, uh, on the continent, they call it the the small sister of influenza. And just to go back Mm. one step, Beatrice, I mean, what about the at-risk groups we hear about in the context Mm -hmm. of flu as well? People with underlying conditions, sometimes the very young, older people, you know, are they also the at-risk groups uh, when it comes to coronavirus? Yes, because what happens is it's uh, the, the virus gives such an immune response that basically your lungs, your your little capillaries swell up and that's why you can't have enough oxygen in your blood. And, you know, potentially that's the reason why you need ventilation for two to four days. So people who are already sick or with lung disease are obviously more vulnerable. 
And my strong advice would be for a couple of weeks, you know, minimize uh, going out, have hand sanitation on you, you know, try not to touch your face. Um, the a high risk group are the children because you can't say to a child in kindergarten, don't don't hug your friends, you know, don't touch your face. I, I mean. Things like the St. Patrick's festivities in mm-hmm. Limerick where people gather, you know, other um, matches and sporting events, concerts, theatre events. Are they all okay, do you think, to carry on? I think that needs real consideration. I'm not the one to decide this. Obviously, I'm just a doctor in Castle Troy, but I am very, very actively uh, communicating with people in Germany and watching the scene in Italy, our friends in Italy, and I think we would be a little uh, lackadaisy to say, you know, for the sake of a match, for the sake of, of one Patrick's Parade, to put us at risk. Because it only needs one person. This thing is very contagious. So let's just say, you know, get you get 2,000 infected people or 300 in Ireland or 100. There will be people very sick or dying. On a happier note, mm-hmm. you're looking for a nurse. <laughs> yes. So if there's a capable pair of hands and someone who has some experience in family planning, cervical screening, fertility medicine, all this stuff we do, uh, I would be happy to welcome a new team member. All right. Well, very <laughs> Thanks, good. Uh, uh, so you can get in touch with the personal medical clinic in Castle Troy and Dr. Beatrice Neufeld uh, if uh, you want to do it's that. It's been a pleasure to uh, be on the th- show. Th- thank Thanks, you. And Joe. thank you very much for that perspective. It's a very interesting one. We appreciate it. You're welcome. It. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, Call Limerick today now on 461995.